welcome back to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. As usual, I'm Max. And I'm Nikki. And together we're Max and Nikki. On today's episode, we will be continuing our discussion on high school. In fact, we had recorded additional material from our last discussion, and so we'll actually just be going back to that discussion uh, that we had previously recorded. That we had previously discussed. (laughs) Exactly. And Um, now for part two. No, no, hold on. I just want to say, if you enjoy listening to our podcast, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and support us at patreon.com slash splitting hairs. Or, and please rate us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um, We'd appreciate your listenership and your support. And now for part two of our discussion on high school. Yeah, high school. 11th grade, yes, we had a ton of work, by the way. It was a lot, it was brought on to our own selves. We took a lot of AP classes. There is this enormous amount of pressure to get into a good college, and you want to do as much as possible, and then you have to study. Um, Boy, I remember. But we did, as we mentioned, because you're taking these advanced level classes, they also start to become more interesting and start to influence what you might want to study later in life. Uh, in college and what you might want to become as a career later in life. And as we mentioned, our English language teacher was a big influence on us. And I think we started to appreciate um, and started to develop, our our minds started to develop a capacity for wanting to learn more and wanting to be more analytical. And I think uh, our 11th grade English teacher had a big part about, had a lot to do with that. And then certainly our 12th grade English literature teacher, she would pose questions that were very thought-provoking and she would kind of challenge you. And, and, and she was also very, an outgoing dynamic teacher and she made learning really actually fun. And I think those are the kinds of teachers you want in high school. They want want teachers to help breed an interest in knowledge In knowledge for people to want to go to college and, and learn more. One of my and biggest, I think that's, and, and currently that's one of my gripe with, I think just maybe just teachers that it, give you busy work. It, it, well, not just teachers that give you busy work, but I think a lot of those kinds of teachers don't maybe really want to be teachers. And they just think, Oh, I'll just be a teacher. Cause that it's something I can do with my college. That, that is something I can do with my college degree. Well, and then you have to go to a few extra years of, of school for that. But, um, but I will say that some. I, but by the way, my hats off to teachers, though. At the same time, high school kids could be rough, very rough, and uh, we substitute. We used to substitute teach, and we went through many experiences. That I will like. Maybe we should just save that for another t- conversation altogether. I will say I have a lot more respect for substitute teachers and teachers in general after having been a substitute teacher yes. for a couple of years. Yes. After and a- it's tough to teach kids. It's tough to figure out how to make them learn. Uh, that's something I wanted to Granted, mention. We were also substitute teachers in, you know, not the best areas. You know, I mean, sure, of, sure, of the sure, Bay Area. sure, sure. Uh, well, even in like some, even in, in some good areas, they weren't the best. Well, no. Years. Sometimes I did teach some really good high schools where I didn't have to do anything. It was such a breeze. Right. Um, um, 
I will say though, uh, that's something I wanted to mention that we forgot to mention in, in ninth grade. I remember after our first day of school, our sister picked us up or it was after our first week of school or something. And I remember she asked, her, she was asking us how, how was school? And we were talking about these teachers that seemed very kooky and interesting to us. And, uh, I, I mean, this isn't really going where anywhere, but I remember our math teacher was particularly <laughs> ridiculous. He would, he would get the attention of the class in really funny ways. Like one time the class was being a, a bit uh, noisy and he just started going, bark, 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 bark. And it was just really funny to us. And it's just, what a, what a great way to get the attention of the class because it seems very weird and out there to do that, but it automatically got our attention instead of just, all right, class, quiet down. Nobody's going to pay attention to that, but they're going to pay was, attention uh, to a, a, the balking of a chicken. He was such a bizarre guy, that guy. He was a bizarre guy. His, and by the way, a, a very fitting last name. Maybe, oh, wonder, maybe I won't say anything, actually. Yeah. Um, but he was interesting, but he, we liked him a lot. Uh, he I had a hard time getting the attention of everyone in the class. He had our attention, though. And I will say we did well in those classes. <laughs> Um, I wanted to say something, but you were just kept going for so long on, on this. Oh, I, our, our Spanish teacher for most of our time in, or in, in ninth grade, he was also, I will, I'm happy well, Max, to say this that is not, was, this is not, okay, you're uh, right. Not, you're sure. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're they right. Wanna, you're they, right. They can't relate to this. Well, here's something that we can relate to actually. My Spanish teacher in ninth grade I didn't finish a test and he only graded me for the portion of the test that I did. And I thought that was really wow, nice of him. that is so nice. He, he knew that, I think he knew that I knew the material, but that, but he had an under, a more, a better understanding of how students were and how they all work at their own different paces. And, and I think he understood that people, people are different and they learn or they, uh, they go through certain motions at different paces. And I think he took that into consideration and I got a good grade for the portion that I did. And he recognized that I knew the material, but that I just was a bit slower in, in taking the Can test. Can I mention this? It will be a braggadocious thing though, but it's kind of funny. Okay. When we were in Spanish three, <coughs> pardon. When we were in Spanish three, we took this quiz it's a braggadocious thing, just a heads up. And um, everybody in the class seemed to have failed this quiz. And um, I wasn't there that day. She gave back the quizzes. The teacher gave back the quizzes to the students. And uh, one of our friends who was in the class, he, asked, she, he had asked her, the teacher, what did Nikki get on the test? And she was like, oh, I'm sure he failed too. You know, because everybody failed the test. And she's, she's like, you don't know? And she's like, well, I haven't graded yet. And he's like, grade it right now. And she's like, all right. She graded in front of him. Turned out that I got 100% on the quiz. <laughs> and everybody was like, oh, my God. He was, because I, I did have the best grade in the class. 
All right, and Nikki, it's boy, pretty a, funny, isn't that pretty funny? What like a braggadocious yeah, guy, it's over pretty here. funny. Yeah. Braggadocious. What guy. would happen though eventually is that I would forget a lot of my Spanish when I started learning French. Another good thing about that Spanish teacher in high school, that in ninth grade, was I remember one class. That was what I was speaking of was my Spanish three class. That was in our sophomore year of, right. of high school. Right, the ninth, ninth grade one. He, I remember one class we started talking about philosophy instead of the class, and he thought. He said, look, in the grander scheme of things, you learning Spanish is important, but it's not the most important thing. And I think it's, I think what he was trying to say was that us discussing philosophy in that particular day was just as, um, was just as important in trying to stimulate our thirst for analysis and trying to get it. Get at deep uh, a deeper meaning of things. Yeah, I, I want to say he just he valued he valued discussing uh, things on an intelligent level, whatever they be. And I think that was really cool. My, one I of my think, greatest one of my greatest pr- pursuits in life still today, and I think it was nurtured by good teachers like this guy and our English language and English literature teachers, is the pursuit of knowledge and. You need good teachers, especially at those impressionable ages of high school. Um, you need people to help influence you and to nurture those, the desire to know more. Because I feel like some people don't care to, some people are age, they don't care to know more. They don't care to analyze or critically think. Yeah, I, I want to, Nikki, you should make a distinction between knowledge. I think what Nikki's saying is, I mean, there is trivial knowledge that we care about too. I mean, but it is trivial. I mean, it, it, admittedly. No, but, but sometimes it's Nikki, not. That's but I'm, I'm saying, but there is also knowledge that is important to have about the world. And history. To, to, in history to, to gain a better understanding of and a how, better perspective how, on life. A better perspective of, of where, how we became the way we are today as well, a society and, and as a country and, and as a world. And what we hope to become. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what we are now is what, wait, what, what's, this, what's the line? What we are now, we are becoming or something like that. Um, what we hope to become, we are now becoming or something like that. No, no, no. Uh, wh- whatever. Um, what we hope to be, we are now becoming or something like that. No, no, that's not what it is. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, what I think that what this teacher was saying was that Spanish is, especially in California, is very important to ha- know and and we it is as i said before yes that is true but uh sorry i'm rambling a little bit oh man this is getting boring come on let's let's get on with this here oh oh you're telling me you're telling me anyway I, it's just there is an importance on on trying to instill instill in students uh the significance of thinking critically uh, and that's something that I think a lot of people don't do, uh, even in their adulthood, because they don't, they just feel like the perspective I have, the one I've been taught is, is the correct one. And I'm not going to think critically about it. I'm just going to take that, uh, you know, have blind faith in that. And they don't seek to under, better understand things. They just think of the world in kind of a black and white way. Right, when the world is very much gray. And, and that's kind of on both sides of this the political... This is brought to you by Governor Gray Davis. Right. 
<laughs> but I kind of see that on both sides of the political spectrum. Uh, much more on the conservative side, I will say, but very much on the liberal very side. Very much as well. on the liberal side as well, though. Um, and I think people don't seek to really use logic and rationale and really seek to understand something and discuss things and actually discuss things in, things in an honest way. My favorite classes were classes in which there would be active discussion and participation amongst the students, especially in college. We're not getting Wait, to college, yeah, but even, in, in, even if it might come off as uh, to some people, even if you're touching upon some sensitive areas, it is necessary to discuss these things to arrive at uh, a, a best an understanding. An understanding. And, okay, and okay, but that's not what I was just saying. But um, anyway, there were a couple other things I want to talk about. That you know, talking about more nitty gritty. I guess people want to hear some personal things. I think you know, and <laughs> we did get into well, some no, personal no, things. But you know, I I'm sure a lot of people experienced depression and sadness when they were in high school. It's like a common teenage kind of thing to experience. I personally, from eighth grade to 11th grade, I was very, I, I, I was depressed. I got, I cried very easily. Um, well, that wasn't, I don't know if you were depressed, you were sensitive. Right. It was, I was very sensitive. I don't think you were depressed though. I didn't kind of I was, start feeling, well, anyway, let's. Right. I was very sensitive, but we were also friends with some kids who maybe because they were older, they sort of maybe kind of hazed us a little bit more or they, some of, a couple of them were kind of jerks to us a little bit. And well, even some it, of them it were made our me age. sad and it made even me, some of them were our age. It made me cry. It, is, it made me cry, you know, at home. And, um, I think also, sad thing, that you know, you get, think you get to get, I feel like we're an easy by, to get bullied by your own friends is really kind of pretty harsh. I feel like people don't really talk about that enough is I know bullying is a big topic, especially now, uh, and especially in high school and even before then. Uh, but people won't talk about bullying from your own friends. Right. I feel like I, which is where I, I like, would get, I would, that's where I exclusively got I feel, bullied. I feel actually. like I didn't get bullied at all. Like by some random, you know, punks, no do gooder, you know, no do, uh, do no do gooder, do no, do no gooders. no. Do no gooders <laughs> doesn't make sense. No. Wait. Oh, maybe you're right. Do no gooder. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, we, there were no like clicks or anything like that. There were no, you know, bullies of our high school. You know, like you would see in on TV or film. There, that didn't exist. You know, I don't. I don't. I. I never really remember. I, I never heard of anybody getting like their head flushed down the toilet or something like that. Um, but if you did, that's, yeah. you know, I'm if you sorry, did, I'm sorry but that didn't, excerpt, that didn't happen in our, our high school, but rather I would get bullied or picked on by people I considered my friends and that would make me sad. That's and, even more sad. Well, I, I can't really speak for, for people that actually had bullies at their school, but to me, there is something more sad about that is like these people that are supposed to be your friends right. are not that friendly. And I, I kind of dug, I, I delved into this in my college entrance essay. Um, it, I feel like maybe part of it had a, had to do with the fact that we're twins and we're easy, easier target because there's two of us. So you're really getting a double dose of, uh, 
a strong personality. We both have strong personalities. Well, I, I will say that. And though, so you're getting a double dose of that. And so people can. Hold on, let me just say. That can be a little much for some people. And maybe they might react uh, in, in a way that is not just annoyed, but they might be mean as a result. Uh, and I yeah, feel like I Max, say, we, Max and I, I received say, a butt of that a, a lot in high school, especially I say, me, I think. But no, not, but well, after, I feel like because this I, happened, I, I kind of do feel this happened until we got to eleventh grade, and just, at, 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 by the time we got into eleventh grade, I feel like our friends that we hung out with more often maybe became were people more our age, and and I, I will say though, and those people were not li- as likely to pick on us, you know. L- let me just say though, I think. I mean, maybe you can confirm this. I did feel like I stood up to them a little bit more. No? I don't know about that. I did a couple times. I think I made it known that I was, you know, very frustrated with how they were actually treating us. I mean, part of me feels like, did they really enjoy hanging out with us? You know, I got to think that. Well, and you know what? Part of me also kind of feels like, you know, not to excuse anything that they did, but maybe there were times I was being kind of annoying. Maybe I right. don't Right, I, I do, I, I remember but back not, then not, to f- fall, falling in line with the idea that I was very against marijuana and, and, and smoking and, and I was against people drinking too. I'm still against people drinking like excessively. And um, uh, I remember we were went to this party. It was right after... It was more like a hangout. It was after it was summer after our sophomore year of high school. These friends of ours, they were had just graduated, or maybe a couple of them were even in their freshman year of college already. And we were hanging out, and some of them were smoking cigars, and I didn't want to hang out around them because I didn't want to be around cigar smoke. And I was really finicky about it, and to a degree that might have come across as really too prudish and, and annoying. I, and in retrospect, I can see how that came across. Um, while at the same time, perhaps maybe they could have respected my, you know, personal space a little bit more. Right. Um, but let me just say that but I, I think maybe I was a little overboard in my, in my anti smoking ways, you know, but I will say though, even though that Nikki and I are recognizing that maybe at times we could have come across as being a little annoying. That's not to say that they weren't being annoying at times too. Sure. You know, everyone has, can be fault. But again, as I said, and you, when you're in high school, being kind of annoying, annoying. And I just think, yeah, I think part of the reasons we had, we had similar personalities. And so if one of us, people would off, often, associate if one of us did something they would associate both of us as doing something so still happens today it still happens today and so i think and it's annoying it's very annoying i think if you're if somebody and we often shared friends i mean what i'm saying is it's annoying when people perceive us as both doing or having a habit of doing something when only one of us does it right and i think if somebody uh Right. If one of us did something and the other one did something, then they would just kind of feel like that there was this double. It was kind of compound in a way that was unfair in a way. Um, 
But anyway, that's just yeah. That. But, but you in, know, in general, I will say, though, I will say though that just <coughs> I think part of it also is in high school you're young and you don't know how to treat people uh, respectfully as well. Well, you know, as too, I said, you know, you know, but also us being the way we are, you know, everybody's changing in high school. Even even you change in college too, and you make mistakes. You do things that you regret. But you learn from those mistakes, and that's okay because you're still young, and um, most of these things are going to be forgivable, I think. And look, people are even flawed still, and they will continue making those mistakes. They should try and work on those things, but uh, you know, I mean, that's, I guess we're going into a whole different subject here. Right. But you know, it makes me realize I don't think we've ever done a podcast episode about being twins. Uh, just it's the subject is twins. That is true. I, we, we should, we should we do really it. We really should, should do That is numero uno on the list. In fact, maybe we should have another pair of twins on it to compare the experiences. Perhaps. Um, who? I mean, sure. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I, the, I guess the last thing I want to go over is um, kind of something more funny, and that was our yearbook quotes. Um, so oh, when you're No, no, wait, hold on. This, we're not done yet. This is not the last thing. We didn't talk about senior year, baby. Oh, um, my God. Really? Okay. Well, How long I mean, are we going this? I mean, this is a big part. You're finally, you're finally uh, king of, the, you're the king of the <laughs> courtyard, you know? All right. Well, let me just say this about senior year to- Started off is you're the elder statesman. When when you're senior, you pick these quotes to be by your picture in the yearbook, and you know we were trying to be funny. You just said you know. I know. Sorry, I, I was trying to be funny, and I said a couple things that at first I wrote. My older brother and I were trying to come up with something really funny, and we should put. So I ended up putting. I did a sits bath, but in the form that said, oh, what's your quote? I put, I did a sits bath, but then I put next to it, if you don't allow that quote, how about this? And then I said, if you don't allow this one, how about this? And I, and I put for that third quote, I put, what's up, Brad Pitt. <laughs> That's what it said. It just, what's up? And Brad Pitt All said right. that Brent came up with that idea. Now, what is the end of anyway, the story? Anyway, what ended up happening is I look at the yearbook in the end, and it had that whole thing in there. It had, I did a sits bath. If you don't allow that, then how about this? What's up, Brad Pitt? If you don't allow this, then how about this? Yearbooks are whatever. And All right. And it had the whole thing, and I'm like, oh, they completely ruined it meaning they probably would have allowed I did a sits bath. So I just should have put I did a sits bath. Could you imagine a picture of me wearing a suit, a picture of me wearing a suit, an ill-fitted suit with a tie that was too wide for what I prefer now. And, um, you know, picture me, you know, look at this. I'm wearing a tie though. And um, all right, Nikki, I mean, it says, you're, you're rambling here. It says next to me, I did a sits bath. Now that's comedy. <laughs> okay. What does your yearbook quote say, Max? Well, I just, it doesn't matter, actually. This, I mean, I'm sorry to say this was not, that it, I don't think this is very interesting. Oh, that's funny. No, that is funny. Now that's funny, Max. 
Yeah, but it's, I did a sits bath. Come on, that's funny. It, it's a tangent that is not an analytical thing, and I think it it's, doesn't matter. It's we don't take not away every... from the 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 uh, the, 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 point intention. Of this, the intention of this podcast. I feel. Yeah, but okay, we can analyze, but we can also share funny little anecdotes, can't we? I mean, is that allowed? It is, but that was quite long. Oh, it wasn't. That wasn't that long. All right. It's not as long as you would make it out to be. <laughs> um, anyway. Con copying Jeff Goldblum. He's well, if you want to know my quote from yearbook, it was just... Uh, and fun, it's funny that I put this because it wasn't the high school that I went to, but I put San Dimas High School Football Rules, and I put B&T's Excellent Adventure, uh, but it, that's from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, that line. But it's it is kind of funny to put that that I put San Dimas High School football rules, and it's in our high, our high school. We didn't go to San Dimas High School, which I don't even know if that's a real high school. Anyway, uh, so senior year, by the way. So here we are, senior year, final year. There I am, senior year. So there I am, senior year. There I am, and senior. And I met the most beautiful girl in the world. Uh, I did, again, I had some nerves. I didn't get very much sleep the night beforehand, too, because I couldn't fall asleep. I would always get nerves. I, had, I didn't see these kids. I would always a, get nerves. I would always get, get nerves. nerves. And there she was, the most beautiful girl. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember first day of school, senior year. I, got, I would always get nervous, and it would affect me digestively speaking. Well, I actually had a blemish that I... Uh, that had actually, well, let's just say it had went away, but there was some scarring and it kind of was on my nose and it was not the most ideal thing. Oh no, it was on my like upper lip and it was not ideal for the first day of school. But, you know, my friend made a joke about it in a funny way and like not in a mean spirited way. And, you know, it was all good. It was like, everyone was going through that kind of thing at the time. You know, that's, was- that's a thing, acne, by the way. Oh, we forgot about that. Talk about the most self-conscious time in your oh, life. Oh God, the, you feel the most self-conscious during your, your high school years, middle school, high school, really high school years. You're trying to grow into yourself, grow into your body, and then start being attracted to who, other, you know, the people that you want. To, you're, the, the, that you're attracted the, to. You start to become attracted to people. You're okay. sure you're becoming attracted to people and you want those people to be attracted to you and you're stuck dealing with acne. I mean, come on. I mean, was, who created this, you know? Why did they create this thing? I, I mean, know, why do they create I, this thing? You know, I still will break out from time to time if I don't, especially if I don't get enough sleep. And high school, when you are the most prone to getting acne... You get the least amount of sleep. Bad news all around. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. So I'm a big advocate. I would get, I, first day of uh, senior year, I remember, was honors chemistry. That was one science class that I did not take AP, an AP class for because I just thought, I, there's no, I don't need to take AP chemistry. There's no point. We are already taking... Uh, we had already taken a bunch of AP classes at that point. We were still taking more at, at that time. Anyway, we took the point AP was, U.S. government, which was, I, that was kind anyway, of a BS class, I will say. I mean, at our school, I will say. I don't even think there was regular U.S. government. There was only AP U.S. government, you know. Um, oh, is that true? I think so. But anyway, 
I had, I remember I was in chemistry class and I had to go to the bathroom. First day of class, first day of school, I was nervous. Affected me, my, affected me bowels. And um, I remember I just, I was like, teacher, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta use it. Uh, and I went to the bathroom and I got back to class and I remember this guy next to me, he's like, go number two. I was like, yeah, he's like, that's what I thought. I was like, this guy knows, you know, he knows what's up. But, you know, I realized probably in 11th grade that if I could hold it out long enough, I would go during recess or lunch, but I would not use the regular bathroom. I would go use either the nurse's office bathroom or I would use the magnet office bathroom because those were clean and students didn't use those. Well, it's not just that's that. a little that's a little inside tip for you high school students. But it's not just that, it's just students can be rowdy and you don't want to be in the in the a stall going poo in high school cuz that you know something might happen, you know, in the bathroom because a student might just be you know, do something roughhouse or something might happen. I just, uh, I don't know. I remember I was even just going pee one time in middle school and there was a lot of kids in the bathroom and this kid kept knocking the door and it was just making me feel self-conscious while I was going pee. And I think the door even opened up and I was just like, boy, oh boy, what a... I remember um, that was. when we were, I remember one time in high school I was going pee and maybe it was at lunch and then my friend, he went pee in the stall next to me at the same time, and he heard me going pee, and he's like, he said, yeah, Nikki, get it. He didn't say he that. He said it. He said no, that. No, he said that. he didn't. He's like, get it, Nikki. I'm like, he's like encouraging me to go pee. It was just kind of funny, you know? Um, but what's funny is later in college, I would be in, uh, you know, uh, in, on the, in my floor in college, in my dormitory, uh, it was a male and female. Uh, it was a co ed co ed. Thank you. I just couldn't remember the word. For oh my God, it sounds like an old man. You know, <laughs> I feel like I'm an old man. Sounds like many, Jerry Stiller. In many know, ways, I feel like I'm Frank an old Costanza. man. He's like, it's a uh, what is it? What's it? no? What's that place? It's what's it called? It's the, place the place to be. be. The place to be. Um, yeah, it was a co ed uh, dorm room or dorm floor rather. And we had to share bathrooms, and that was kind of an experience, I will say. You got used to it after a while, but I will stay. I never totally felt quite comfortable, you know. You know, you you don't quite feel comfortable going to the bathroom in the same room as as the kind of sex you're attracted to, maybe, right? Oh, that no, that's not true. What are you talking about? What if you're a guy and you're going, what are you talking about? Right. I, that's what I'm saying. Oh, you're, you think. That's why I feel like. Well, I don't know. That's why I feel like private bathrooms are maybe the, ultimately the best because Wait, but that's you don't have a, to go to the bathroom around anybody. You that, know? That's more of a projection. That's more of you projecting, actually, I feel, because you're saying you don't want to, you don't want to hear or see somebody of that of the sex that you're attracted to in that bathroom. No, but because I don't, you don't want, want to think of them that way. Is that, that what you're saying? But I also don't want them to think of me that way. Yeah, well, whatever. I mean But lately, you know what? I I wasn't I've been, I've been I, a didn't, little, I wasn't 
Well, anyway. Yeah, I've been a little bit more open I didn't about feel that, that way lately, though. I remember we recently went to Vermont, like, just a couple weekends ago, and we went hiking uh, in some beautiful forest areas, and uh, there were a couple times I had to go pee, you know, in, in the forest, and I was trying to find my spot, and I thought, you know, if there are people walking around here, if somebody comes up next to me, what if they see me pee? And I'm like, well, hey, if they see me pee, say they see me pee. It made me, I was starting to feel more comfortable with the idea that, like, I can understand the idea of somebody going to a nudist beach and just feeling comfortable and, you know, just not caring about well, people seeing them naked. I will know? say, though, that's... That's a different idea, though, because everybody's because naked. Everyone's naked. But I, 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 I think I could even feel comfortable the idea of me being naked and other people accidentally seeing me naked. You know? No, I don't care. That's whatever on that. Well, it depends on what what situation you're in. If you're, you know, if you're going poo, or if you're getting up from going poo, that's a sure, very no. vulnerable state. You don't sure. want that to happen. Sure, 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 sure. I mean, that was. I will say on my freshman year, the door wasn't, didn't lock very well. And this girl one time accidentally opened the door on me. I was going poo. And I mean, I guess in more what you're saying, actually, I guess she was like, oh, sorry. And she closed it immediately. And I guess I just thought, well, she was like, oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, I guess what... She's like, oh, sorry, get a load of Max. <laughs> right, and then she brought the whole floor, and she's, they all opened, they all it up opened the me. door, and they're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> right. No, uh, but to be honest, I guess I didn't really feel that self-conscious. Cause it was like, ah, it was an honest mistake, and it, everyone goes... I think at that point, I had become acclimated to the idea that we were sharing, all sharing a bathroom. Anyway, we digress. Digress. Tangents are formed... We digress. Spinning hairs with Max and Nikki. Tangents, Tangents are, are formed. formed. <laughs> um, well, anyway, so back to senior year of high school. So uh, senior year, there was a little bit more of a relaxation because it wasn't taking as many cl- courses. Um, Not true at all. No, uh, advanced placement courses. No, no. But there, you there. still felt as this, especially the first semester, you did feel a certain amount of pressure. I will say... Because you're still applying to colleges. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is very enormous amount of pressure. But my second semester of senior year, I think, was my most stressful semester stressful? of high school. Stressful? Is that what you said? Stressed filled, rather. No, st- stress filled. You said stressed filled. I know, I know. M- most stressful uh, semester of my my high school time yes because my second semester first of all yes we were only doing three ap classes that semester um which is ap studio art ap english literature and um something else uh u.s government ap u.s government Uh, it should be noted that nikki and i every single one of our courses in high school we took together it was not intentional but they it only was necessary. Offer, it was necessary because they only offered one of those courses often uh, for whatever course Anyway, so not only did I have this AP Studio Art portfolio that was, had to be due, we had to do a bunch of 
works of art in a little limited amount of time, especially because I didn't. Anyway, so I well, had that stress. Have a year. I had that stress. You know, I had the musical going on, um, which was very stressful because I had to learn a lot of lines. You I brought was, it onto your I, I was the self. lead character. Nikki Look, brought it onto himself. I'm what I you decided. Call- I opted out of doing the music because I knew it would be stressful. I'm what you call an over a classic overachiever. And look, I wanted the attention. I wanted to be the star. Well, what can it I wasn't say? about overachieving. I don't think you. I am a do- classic overachiever. Nope. Yes, I didn't need to do that musical. I but you doing the musical was not a result of you being an overachiever, though. That wasn't you trying to. I think it was more you genuinely wanted to, it, just for your no, own. I, I feel like classic overachievers. They want to do all of those things. No, they want to excel at everything that they do. But you, I don't think, yes, you wanted to excel at your performance, but you doing the musical was not, I think, oh, this would look, this would look good. This would be, this, I would, it would look good to do this. I will say this, the one one thing that was- It was just like, you had a general interest in theater that developed- you know, in into college that you right, started right, taking right. more theater class. And I think that's why you took the musical course. It was a genuine a genuine you mean interest. Did the musical, not did the musical. It was a, a genuine interest in wanting to Anyway, act. but I had that along we were on the tennis team and in jazz band. There was a lot going on and and um not to mention you're stressed out about what colleges to get in in the second semester. Well, jazz band I was rem- not there not stressful. I remember that, that wasn't stressful. I remember when uh we found out what colleges we were getting into. And I remember well, you called me up. I was still, I was at rehearsal Nikki for the musical. And, I and you called me up and you said that you had gotten into UC Berkeley. And I was so nervous. I was like, oh my God, nervous, what if Max got in and I didn't, that would just. Uh, I will tell you, I learning that you got into the college, it was one of my top choices. And learning that you got in is really a. You mean learning one, one learning that one got one gets in you know yeah it really uh makes you feel such a sense of relief and accomplishment accomplishment, but really relief because more so relief because this thing that you've been working hard towards you it validates all that sure you if you didn't get in it'd be like what was the that would be that would have been a crushing defeat crushing below you know because we did work hard and it's like what was that for? And I, I always feel... Anyway, Max, yeah. I was so nervous, and then I got home, I opened up the big envelope. Of course, you get a big envelope if you get in. If you see if it's a big envelope, then... Oh, no, it wasn't an envelope. I think at that time, oh, we it just was, found, you found it online, online right actually. Um, uh, but then eventually we got the Eventually you got the big envelope. Um, but anyway, um, so that was cool. But uh, what what did I want to say? Oh yeah, I'll say one thing that I was not a classic overachiever about was the SATs. I never studied for the SATs. I I studied the night before, and that was it. I, st- I some people took courses on it. I should perhaps, have taken courses. Uh, perhaps you should have. But hey, you know what? Who cares? We still got into. You know, I I mean, I guess my first choice would have been Columbia University, which I didn't get into, but. Yeah, I'm but, glad I went to UC Berkeley. You know, I almost got a full ride my first year, um, and I would not have gotten the same perks going to Columbia. Um, and I feel like I've had a very diverse education at UC Berkeley. I don't know if I would have had as diverse of an education elsewhere. Um, well, you know, 
but that's- I, I kept, I had this, I was really stubborn in, in my SAT studying. I didn't study either. And I should have studied because boy, it's such a, they place, that's another thing. I feel like they place way too much emphasis on- Standardized, standardized testing. This, this test that, you know, some people aren't good test takers and they can offer a lot to a college I, or I am to a, I'm a, a, slow a classroom. I'm a it, slow reader. Right. At the time I was a very slow reader and I would never finish the reading sections on those standardized tests usually, especially on the SATs, um, because I was a slow reader. It, it, I don't think that really had anything to do with it, with my intelligence at all. Okay, um, well, anyway, I and, just want to, okay, so, so yeah. but I was uh, very it, stubborn. But standardized testing, they're, they're actually very biased, socioeconomically they're biased. Socioeconomically too. biased as well, and, and racially biased but too. But why, why Bach went to Leipzig? No, uh, why... Why are we being tested on speed reading almost? That's my my gripe with it. Right. And then also you're stuck sitting. And then our year, they added an extra section to the SATs. So you had to write an essay too. So you had to sit an extra 40 minutes in this chair. So you're taking a test for almost four hours. You're gonna you're 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 gonna grow wear, weary and your capacity you're, you're, for having to 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 doing a test is it's it, you don't have the endurance for that. So yeah, no, I don't know who does. Yeah, you know? I don't know who does. On top of that, you're a teenager and you have to wake up early to take these tests. Your mind is not fully functioning at those times of those early times of the day. They don't do it. You right. don't want we. I am telling you right now. If you're going to do standardized testing, which you shouldn't, well, if you're no, going to do you, it, you could have it in a, well, I don't know. If you're going to do it, sure. maybe do it in chunks at a time, maybe do the math section one day, and then the next day you go do the reading section, then, and so on and so forth. But also do them at later times of the day, please, for the love of all that is good and sacred. S- sacred and holy, I think. Well, you could say good and sacred, I guess. Um, I but mean, gee also, whiz. Yeah, so I was very stubborn at the time, though, uh, just to get back to me. Uh, and I didn't study either. I studied the night beforehand some flashcards that my older brother had from eight years prior. That was, were not even, it just, it, there was no, it didn't have any relationship to the test that I took, really, at all. I mean, I didn't see any of those words on the test. So it didn't help me at all. And I should have studied I should have maybe taken a course, although I still did pretty well, I think. I, I did um, well in the math section, I will say that. I did um, very well in the math section. Uh, anyway. Um, and I, my I guess, overall score wasn't oh, bad. I but, you, know. you know, my stubbornness came from the idea that if it was really measuring your aptitude, then you shouldn't study for right, it. Right, right, right. But, you know, looking it up right now, the SAT originally was called the Scholastic Aptitude Test, but then they changed it to the Scholastic Assessment Test. And then they just change it to the SAT one reasoning test, then just the SAT reasoning test, and now it's simply just the SAT. And so, now so, I I guess to, if I were going with that, I was incorrect in the way I was thinking. Well, also, but on top of that, you got to take the SAT two subject tests. That's another thing. All these tests, 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 tests. What's up with all these tests? You know, I mean, come on. And by the way, by the by, I remember when I was in college, I remember taking this comparative literature class 
And there are some kids in that class that they must have been good at math because I read some of their essays and I thought to myself, okay, you clearly cannot write at all. I mean, you are a horrible writer. How did you get into this school? And I thought, you better be good at math and science because this isn't working for you. Meaning, those guys, did they do well on the SATs on the rating section? I don't know. I But maybe too much emphasis is placed on these tests anyway. You know, that's all I'm saying. Anyway, what else do we have? Do we have any more about high school here? Yes, we're not done here. Oh my God, geez, this is long. I know, because you keep rambling. I'm rambling. And so, yeah, so we had the SATs. Um, we didn't talk about getting your car, driving for the first time and getting your license, oh man. Oh, my God. That is a huge How much time are we passage. at right now, just out of curiosity? We are at an hour and 27, two hours, 27 minutes right now. Okay, we better wrap this we up. We are going to cut this into two. Cut it into two. Peace. Um, um, anyway, uh, that was a real big deal, you know? I mean, that's a big rite of passage when you're in high school. I know a lot, not a lot of, not, this isn't for, especially I know a lot of people in New York don't go through this as much, um, or in cities where driving isn't as necessary. But for a lot of America, it is. And in Los Angeles particularly, uh, I remember we got our permit, and you take these classes, and you take the permit test. I got one wrong on the permit test, and I got to start driving in the, you know, the, the student driving vehicle before Nikki and our friend that we took it with. Because um, I, I think I didn't pass the first permit test that I took, right? Um, I don't remember, but... The funny thing is, eventually, though... When we took the driver's license Well, test. by the way, back in... This was after... They used to offer a course at school for driving, I believe, right? Uh, this was after they did that. But um, but when we actually took the right, the actual driving exam... I oh, yeah, that was funny. When we took the, the, the driving courses, though, when I got behind the wheel for the first time, the guy was like... I was kind of messing up. I had never driven before. And he's like, what's the matter? Haven't you ever driven before? And I was like... No, I haven't. It's such a weird thing for I him know, to say. Right. It was very that. weird. Well, because that was one mistake I did at first was I kept putting my left foot on the brake and my right foot on the accelerator and using, like, basically, I would kind of be revving up the the engine. Uh, you know, it was really a bad idea. And the guy's like, no, no, no. You just, just use one foot. Um, but God, it makes me think, God, it's been... Uh, yeah, it's they, been a year and a half since I've driven, which is the longest I've not driven a car. Right. In, and, and, okay. So anyway, in uh, the funny thing is, I did not pass the exam, the driving exam, the first time. Nikki did. I got the most amount of errors you could possibly get without failing the test. And in fact, there was a stop sign that I came to a really sudden halt at because it was blocked by trees and the guy even during my driving test as i came to the stop sign he said stop and i was like oh my god and i thought to myself well i failed the test when i pulled into the uh the dmv and we we parked he said well you got 15 errors and he's like you know i could have failed you at that stop sign but he didn't he passed me 
because I think he felt bad that Max had failed right before me. And he, I think he thought, well, one of them has to pass. So you know what? I passed. That was on the day of our 16th birthday. Uh, I just wanted to say, yeah, so Nikki passed. And then I did not pass. And then the following day at school, uh, everyone, some people knew that we had taken the tests. And Nikki's like, license. And everyone was like, license. And they were like, to me. And I was like, nah, no license. And they're like, ah. Um, and then I took it again. And I didn't pass again. And then I took it at another location because I thought that location would be easier. And guess what? I didn't pass it again. <laughs> Finally, the fourth time I took it, I kept avoiding the really our home DMV because I thought it would be really too busy and I thought it would be harder to take the test there. But I wanted to take the test as soon as possible because I just was, I cried after the first time, the third time of failing because I was just like, I'm never going to get this thing. And I finally took it in Hollywood, California, USA. And guess what? I passed it. The place I thought it was going to be the hardest to, I passed it there. Because of all the congestion and traffic, you know. Uh, That's why you were afraid, right? Oh, yeah. But actually, one might argue that it might have been easier because of that. Because things were going much slower and I can just kind of deal with that in a better way. Um, but I don't know. Maybe not. I to be honest, I really think you don't really become a better driver until you actually start actually driving by yourself. Um, yeah, I mean, I did drive with my mom often when I had my permit, but I just feel I actually kind of sideswiped a guy once and he, we pulled over and uh, he let us off. He's like, oh, it's just a paint thing. It's fine. Anyway. Well, anywho, um, so driver's license, I'll tell you this. The first weekend I had my driver's license, I felt so liberated. I took my mom's car. I drove myself to an open mic, a comedy open mic, and I did stand-up on a Friday night at the Hot Wired Cafe. Hot Wired? That's not what it was called. The Hot... Yeah, it was the Hot Wired Cafe. Oh, oh, okay. It was in Studio City, I believe. And um, I think I did pretty well, too, but I just felt so good just being able to drive myself to this open mic and because prior to that I remember having to ask friends to drive us to open mics and that was kind of annoying to have to do but it was so nice to for just, them too it was for them really too. annoying but I just remember doing that and it felt good to just be able to do something on my own you know with my own well it wasn't my own car it was my mom's car eventually now here's a story if you'll allow me Max I'll um, allow it eventually I got a hand-me-down car from my sister. It was a 1986 Toyota Camry in Burgundy. And so it was my first car. It was definitely well, a clunker. It was, it was definitely a clunker. Oh, wait. did <clears throat> I don't even think I had my license to say that, that I had that car. Right. Am I correct in that? Right. We... Um, I drove it around. It was a clunker. Sometimes, I remember this one time, it wouldn't even start right away out of the student parking lot. It was kind of embarrassing and had to get jumper cables from our friend um, to jumpstart it. But It was embarrassing, though it shouldn't be, because kids shouldn't have... I remember seeing these kids with these nice cars. They'd have these nice cars. These kids, and I like, remember this 
this friend of ours, he was really short and he drove this huge SUV and I just it's thought, like, boy, is what are he you trying to compensate for something? Yeah, it's really funny. You don't need this in in Hollywood too. He didn't need it. Or not, and I'm always in the Valley, I guess, but you don't need this in Los Angeles really. But, um, so one time in March of, I guess it was our sophomore year of high school, I came out to the student parking lot. We were supposed to go to a science bowl meet. Actually, we were supposed to drive to one, came out to the student parking lot and I was like, where's my car? I know I parked it here, and I kept looking for it. It's not a huge student parking lot. And eventually all the cars were leaving the parking lot and realized car wasn't the car there wasn't anymore. there. And we ran into our friend who had a similar car. His car, his car was, was still his parked. car was still parked there. It was, it was a nineteen. His car was an his car was a nineteen eighty five Toyota Corolla, and in blue and matte. No, blue. it was not in blue. I'm sorry. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. I'll bet you five dollars. His Ford Taurus was blue. What? His Ford Taurus was blue, or Ford Escort was blue. This was not a blue car. I okay. It was like a grayish kind of. All car. right. Well, in any event, um, in any event, any event. So somebody had. No, we gathered so he, that somebody had stolen my car, and they not only did that, they broke into our no, friend's and car. And the reason our friend's car was still in the parking lot is they broke they into broke. his car, but they jammed the ignition. They and couldn't here's start. why. You can because open up. on Toyotas made in the mid-'80s. No, to, like actually on all Japanese cars, and even some American cars from the early-'90s even, you can open the car with a pair of and scissors. And start the ignition with a pair of scissors. With a pair of scissors, now, you can... our friend's car, probably it was used, the car, and I'm sure the previous owner had gone through that situation and had changed the ignition on it. So the guy, the, the people who store our car, they broke into his car, but they couldn't start the ignition with the pair of scissors. So, so they, they jammed, jammed it. They so jammed his ignition. He couldn't start it. And then they ended up going for the next... Best thing, which was our th- our car, and they were able to break in and steal it. And a month cut to month. So I had just gotten my license, by the way. I, we oh, found sorry, out this by was, the way. It this was, was in February. It was I'm one sorry. Of the students. This was like a month after I got my license. And this was so, a, this was it was done by another student. This was in our student parking friends student par- parking lot of our high school. No security, no security cameras to look at. Who might have stolen it? Anyway, very bizarre. Um, that was a month after I got my license, unfortunately. Was without a car, you know, just after getting my license. A month later, they had found the car on the side of the street, and it was impounded, and we got it out of the impound. I guess we had to pay to get out of the impound. <coughs> Pardon. And a couple days after we got it back, first of all, when we got it back, we realized that the carjackers stole all of our CDs and cassette tapes that were in there. The they CDs, stole they stole the the Billy Joel Fifty Second Street. They stole, stole the Madonna Immaculate, Immaculate Collection. Collection. They, they stole, stole the jazz CDs. You know, no, no, no. Tunisia. You're and forgetting meditation they stole, and and, and they stole the Duran Duran. No, no, Max, oh. you're messing the story up. Oh gosh! Sorry, you're oh, messing oh, it up. I am messing you're it up. messing the story up. No, we had also <coughs> a mixed CD on there that had a collection of jazz, um, some late '70s, early '80s, adult <coughs> contemporary hits, 
like the Little River Band, and and then and and I believe uh, Robbie Dupree was on there. Anyway, they and stole also Earth, Wind, and Fire. They stole all of those things. The one cassette tape that they left was Duran Duran, Seven and the Ragged Tiger, but it was virtually unplayable. We put it in the cassette player. No, it was jammed into the cassette player, I believe. Anyway, we couldn't play it. It was broken, and we just thought, wow. They must have hated Duran Duran. But loved everything else. Can't imagine why they would have hated Duran Duran. I, I think Duran Duran's one of the best bands from the 80s of all time. Well, one of the best bands of all time. Sure. They've got some real grooving beats. If you want to check this out, during the quarantine, actually, the bassist of Duran Duran, John Taylor, he was doing tutorials on how to play the bass lines from all the biggest Duran Duran hits. Those and were really was, a lot of fun. He was oh, check quite influenced by disco, actually. Well, yeah. The band Chic, especially. Um, um, anyway, so, so we, we got the car back. And we oh, got, by the way, not only did they steal those uh, musical cassettes and, and CDs, they also stole the headrests of the seats. Ugh. Isn't anyway, that frustrating? Anyway, we uh, cut to a couple days later. We were playing basketball with some friends. I was driving a friend home. And got into a car accident with it. Now, it wasn't really my fault. And so it was basically like the light was yellow and I sort of ran the yellow. Um, but this guy, anyway, long story short, got an accident with it. And I suppose it was a blessing in disguise because after a long sort of process, process we eventually got, we got money out of it. And then on top of that, we were able to sell the car. We, we repaired the car, sold the car for a lot more than, or we got a lot more for the car than we would have been able to sell it for. So eventually, right. um, that's what happened with that car. But then my mom, then had our mom a eventually got a new car and passed down her car to us, which was a 1996 Kia Sophia. And now that was also problematic because during our senior during year, our senior of high school, I was driving us to school, and um, at that point, I had my license. Well, we were switching off on driving at that. Just point. driving to school. I, I, it would just been a few months after Nikki. I had gotten my license. Just to clarify that, I was driving to school, and luckily, I was in a residential area, but the brakes started going out on me. Oh my gosh! You know, we grew up in a like a, a, a area of Los Angeles that has a lot of hills. If that had happened on those hills, whew, that would have been very dangerous for us. Who knows what kind of horrible accident we could have got into? But luckily, it happened in this residential area in Studio City, and there was a gas station. And nearby. I kept pr- pr- pushing the brake, and I didn't even think to pull the emergency brake. And um, eventually, I kept, you know, juicing it. And eventually, I got the brake to work a little bit. Stopped at a gas station kind of didn't park correctly in the gas station tent and was like, no, you got to repark this. And I was like, but the brakes don't work. And he's like, sorry, you got to do it. And I was like, okay. And I started the car back up and the brakes weren't working again. I was about to crash into one of the, the gas tanks and eventually I got the brake to work, called a tow truck. We were late to work, late to school that day, needless to say. Anyway, the whole point is we've had quite the experience with cars during our high school years yeah, and even beyond actually. When you think about anyway, it. maybe some of you can relate to that of having your first car, or being a junkie kind of car, and in in your high school or post high school years. Yeah. Um, um, 
So that's the driving bit of this portion of a uh, this driving bit of this podcast. I know we Nikki keeps saying. So are we about to wrap this up? I've got one more thing, but we still haven't talked about <coughs> prom. Oh, first God. time in a limo, I might say. First and only time I've ever been in a limo. First time, only time I've ever been in a limo. You know what? Not that, not that cool. It's, it wasn't that special. But here's the thing about it. No, the prom. The, well, the I did have a, is not. I did have a date for that. Uh, I took a a friend of mine, and we're still friends to this day. You know, I took somebody that was in my musical. That was uh, an actress in in the musical I was in, and. I wasn't really too friendly with her. I, sh- I should have probably taken somebody else I was more friends with, you know. That's probably what I should have done. Well, anyway. But, you know, uh, I regret. You know, again, regrets, you know, you have them, you do them, and you may make mistakes, and you'll hopefully learn from them. I don't well, know. Well, anyway, um, yes, in, so in uh, at prom, uh, now, what did you think about prom, Nikki? I, I got this suit you know, we rented tuxes and we rented these this tux that just was so not... It, speaking of bad fashion, it, it, the people working there didn't know what the hell they were doing. I look like some 70s star or something like that because it was so big on me. Ill-fitting. It was, it was so ill-fitting. I, my, the pants were so ill-fitting that I decided to use the pants from our regular suits You know that we had. They weren't tuxedo pants, but I thought, well, at least these are going to be better fitting than... The pants that they gave us. Um, I remember that year. A we lot had of people, asked. We wanted. We wanted to look like James Bond. You know. I remember right, saying that. Right, and I look like more like. Not that I dislike you, Roger Moore and James Bond. I like him. I like him. No, no, good. no. You did not look like Roger Moore. No, I didn't. <coughs> I said. Pardon. Well, yeah, no, you looked more. We wanted to look more like James Bond, but we more, looked more like. Uh, James, James Khan. Khan. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, no, no. Um, in misery, you know, because uh, we yeah. were miserable, you know. Right. Um, no. Uh, the thing is, actually, you know, when I put those well, no, pants, my pants on for my seem seem kind of like James. When, when I more James when Khan. I did put on the pants from our my regular suit, it looked all right actually, and. I remember some people saying, oh, Nick, you clean up pretty nicely at, at the prom, you know? Well, anyway, I, I, I do know. remember, though, most of, the, most of the other guys did not wear bow ties. No, that's not true. No. Some of them didn't. A lot of them didn't. They wore regular ties, like kind of a tuxedo that had a, a nice tie. And I just thought, man, what are you doing? That's not classic. It's not classic. It's not James Bond. That's not, uh, it's not Bruce Wayne. You know, that was the only time I've ever worn a tuxedo. I have had to wear, wear a bow, bow tie for performances in the wind ensemble in, in college. No, but those also, weren't tuxedos, though. We also had to t- wear them for, uh, we took uh, the cl- a classical guitar class at the local community college oh, near, near high school. And, oh, and we were in the guitar ensemble, rather. Th- that's what I meant. Did it, what did I say? We were in the classical guitar ensemble. That's right. And um, we had to wear bow ties for that. But um, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Why do you always say it's neither here nor there? (laughs) I mean, boy, oh boy. Well, that was just another extracurricular activity we did was being involved in the classical guitar ensemble when we were in high school. We didn't do that out of um, any feeling of uh, obligation to get 
do something to have that on our college application. We genuinely wanted to be. In yeah, I know, class. but it was just doing that on top of everything else. It was a lot, you know. Sure, sure. But we did also. I remember you we know, did I, we did take two uh, semesters of. Wait, what happened exactly? I remember we needed to fill, fulfill PE credit one semester. We took a golf class. We took a golf class at the community college, and that was kind of cool. Um, anyway, I don't know uh, why we eventually we didn't need to fulfill the PE credit. I don't think I know because we I did know. the tennis team. You know, right, right. I think maybe we were worried there wasn't going to be a tennis team, which was another thing. You know, yeah. we there was one point when we were sophomores and. They, there wasn't going to be a tennis team, and so we had to go out of way, our way and try to gather up people to form 10 players to form a complete tennis team. And not only that, we had to find ourselves a tennis coach because our tennis coach from the prior year had retired. And we eventually got not- our friend who had graduated the year prior to take a certification course to become certified to be able to coach our tennis team. And he did that. And after all that work, they canceled our tennis team. Can you believe it? And because there, I guess we had forfeited too many games before we had We also had a players. couple friends that said they were going to be on the team and they just kept procrastinating and didn't end up doing it. Anyway. Anyway, that's a little bit of a boring story. Well, but, but then the, the, the following year in 11th grade and 12th grade, our high school were, was on athletic probation, meaning there weren't enough sports being played the sports that they were playing were they were good at like the football team was pretty good but they so they were like we have to have a tennis team right and so what they did was our junior year max and i were the only real tennis players on the team the rest of the team they filled with the football football players and the coach was the assistant football coach and it was really funny um like because they didn't have good like tennis court etiquette and I remember this one guy who was, you know, he was kind of like this football kind of guy. And he just, I remember a kid had fell down on the tennis court and he started laughing at him as the kid he was playing. And, you know, you wouldn't do that on the tennis court. You wouldn't start right, laughing right. at the opposing player. You would check to make sure they're okay and everything. It was just, anyway, it was he, funny. It was funny. Um, but it's kind of interesting to have seen the decline of the 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 tennis team of the high school that we went to because we were, it, it actually, before our years there, it had been a really good tennis team. And our and, freshman and year. And our freshman year was actually pretty, still pretty darn good. But then after that, it just, it didn't become, a, it wasn't good anymore. Right, right. Um, anyway, so we talked about prom. Now, one more thing to talk about. Well, we, didn't, we didn't talk about prom yet, really. Oh, okay. What else do you want to talk about? The one funny thing is that oh. I actually ran for prom king. Uh, okay. Uh, sorry, Nikki's messing around with the thing. And, uh, I actually uh, ran. I wish he wouldn't do that. I actually ran for prom king, and my friend ran for prom queen. And we thought that it'd be funny if that if he got prom queen and I got prom king. Oh, who who do ran for West ran for prom queen. Oh, really? We neither of us got very many votes though. But I mean, it's not like we cared. We didn't care about getting these things. It just we thought it was would be funny if we both but got it. But you know it. what though? I bet nowadays they would that would be, you know, at the time this was a long time ago, but now that w- you know, they were doing, That would be encouraged. Kind of doing it. Yeah, that would be maybe encouraged or not encouraged, but 
a lot more accepted. And I think Nikki and our friend, we're kind of doing it as kind of a joke, but that wouldn't even be seen as a, that wouldn't be seen as a joke anymore. You know, that would be like maybe taken, you know, more seriously. Right. But it was also a joke for me that I was even running for prom king. It was something I didn't care about at all. Sure. Well, we actually, our, our friend that we are friends with currently today, he ran for homecoming king our senior year and he won. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, shout out to Mike Krems. That's right. Shout out to Mike Krems. Um, yeah. And I remember, I think they had to do a waltz or something like that for the dance or something. Oh, that's cool. You know, if, the, I prom, think, I if think, the prom was all about like classic dances, like the waltz and tango and, 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 you know, just ballroom dancing and swing, that would be really cool. Well, now that every, would be hip. But people would have to know how to do those dances. Sure. It would be I cool took, if you'd have to learn. In high school, I took a few uh, dance courses myself. Some I took seven swing courses, and I took three salsa lessons. Um, Congra- congratulations. Yes, all of my own volition. <laughs> well, um, later on, Max and I would actually take tap dance classes and a few jazz dance and ballet classes. And let me tell you what, for those of you that don't know, ballet is why are you holding your the mic hardest like this? You're doing. dance. I mean, it is requires so much upper body strength and lower body strength, really. And it's just you got to respect a ballet dancer. You just gotta. It is very hard ballet, and what an extraordinary genre of dancing. I mean, people Could be who, very people beautiful. People can do it well. Just are. Uh, you know, it's just it's just. I'll uh, tell you, amazing. Um, a movie we saw during it's the beautiful. quarantine that. It was my second time watching it. It's one of the best movies of all time. It's called The Red Shoes. It's about a ballet dancer. Go see it. It is beautiful. And it is striking. It's not just beautiful because of the choreography, but the, the cinematography color, is, and the, is the, very the Technicolor is and, vibrant. And I think it's just one of the most beautifully shot films It's ever. a Powell and Pressburger film. Those guys are artists. They're not just filmmakers. They're artists. It's from 1949. Go check it out. It's right. great. Right, 1949? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, anyway, uh, prom. Uh, but you know what? My dad had... I remember we were going to prom and he had to pay a ticket. It was at the Renaissance Hotel in Hollywood. And I remember my dad saying, skip the prom. Go just... Go take out your date to a really fancy dinner. Spend the money on that. In retrospect, that probably would have been the better choice. I mean, you got to go to your prom. No, in retrospect, I disagree, actually. In retrospect, you know, here's the thing. I know that In the grander scheme of things, if I didn't feel like an obligation to feel like, oh, you got to go to your prom, then I would have felt like, yeah, go go take a... Take a date out to a very nice. I disagree. Here's why: you probably would regret today if you didn't go to your prom because you would have kept wondering what would a prom been like. I wish I had gone to my prom. So, aren't you glad that you went to your prom, even though it wasn't the for you the greatest thing in the world? I mean, not for me. I mean, like I had fun at the prom. By the way, 1948. The rest. I, I I still had fun. I mean. You know, I know Nikki said he didn't think it was that fun, but I had fun at the no, prom. No, it was kind I of fun, fun, you know, it was kind of fun. Um, I mean, I don't know, it was kind of fun. But you know. I'm saying, what, you, what you're trying to say is that it was not some life-changing thing and that you think that 
it would have been more, it would have been better if you had taken a date to a, a nice fancy dinner, you would still keep, then you would today be thinking, boy, I wonder what could have been if I had gone to my prom. And I am glad, definitely I went to my prom. For how, sure. How glad I am. Nancy Wilson. Um, um, anyway, that's prom. Um, and uh, I do remember, though, when I was taking my date home, I felt I was somewhat quiet, and I felt like I wish I had talked more, and maybe, you know, we could have talked about how we thought of the prom or something like that. I was just, you know, I, I, I you know, was kind of timid in that respect, I guess, um, even though she was a friend of mine, you know. And uh, anyway, um, so I guess the last thing would be talking about high school graduation. Boy, the week leading up to high school graduation, I was a wreck. I had volunteered myself to perform a song at the high school graduation, and I knew I'd be performing in front of the largest crowd I've ever performed. Not me. In front of I was time. like, I'm done. And I was... I started getting major stomach pains. I remember went to the doctor and I was like, what do I do? And they gave me some prescription for it and didn't help at all. And gosh, I remember, so our friend Hike, who was the valedictorian, he, he did his speech and he, at the graduation and he, uh, he introduced, he said, and now I'd like to present to you. Well, he's more like, and now I'd like to introduce Nikki Weinbach. He kind of sounded like a robot, at least the first year we met him. Um, he came from Armenia. He came from and Armenia, he, and I think I almost seemed like he learned English by way of uh, like some computer program or something like that that was repeating words back to him because he sounded like a computer. He w like It was funny because we were in, the first time I met him was in AP Computer Science, and he'd be like, hello, hello. Sorry, I actually shouldn't be saying this. He, he, his English intone, his, uh, inflections got a lot better later on. Anyway, by, by uh, he, he was a really good guy, by the way. Um, he he, uh, he said, now I'd like to present my one of the first friends I made at, in, at this high school when I moved to America. Uh, he's going to perform a song for you, Nikki Weinbach. I was so nervous. I was shaking. I went up to the, st you know, it wasn't a stage, it was on the, field of the, the community college, the football field of the community college next to our high school. And I got there and I, to ease my, soothe my nerves, I said, I'm going to play an oldies tune for you and um, for all of you, uh, for anybody who knows the words, especially you elder folk, uh, please don't be afraid to sing along. And I thought, oh, if people sing along with me, it'll, it'll make me less nervous actually. And I started playing the song and people did start singing along with me. It was In My Life by the Beatles. Oh, they sang along, really? Yeah, at least at first. And, um, you know, finally, you know, I saw a friend of mine start tearing up and uh, I was like, oh, that's a good sign. And, uh, oh, really? Well, you'll tell me who after. And, uh, and, uh, I finished the song and, I just was so nervous that I was quick to just rush back to my seat after I was finished. I said, thank you. And I, I rushed back to my seat. And after the graduation, my mom told me that, oh, you got a standing ovation. You didn't, and I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, 
yeah, the students, a lot of the students were standing up. I was like, oh man, I wish I could have taken that in to experience that, but I didn't. I was so nervous that I just went quickly went back to my seat, you know. Um, but I remember immediately later that night, my stomach problems went away. Well, I still get that, you know. George Gershwin has had referred to it as composer's stomach, as he would call it back in the day. Of course, uh, well, anyway, I don't want to talk I about that. I remember, though, when I got the sort of fake diploma, and then I, I went up to shake the people's hands, and then I shook this one teacher's hand, and he's like, God, you were great. I, I know you're going to get a recording contract in a couple years, and... Well, boy, he was wrong. Uh, boy, he was wrong, and <laughs> I mean, not, I, I'm not diminishing Nikki. I'm just saying, I, I know, he I was just, wrong, you know? it always makes me feel like, man, I, I, I don't want to let those kinds of people down. You know, that's this. This is partially why I continue. Why to did do, you pause when you said that? This is why it seemed like emotional. You're like, this is. I, <laughs> I don't want to let those people down. It's almost seemed well, like that, I don't want to let those that. people down that believed in me in in high school and, and in college. You know, they. They, they thought I had some sort of talent and I don't want to let them down. And so that's kind of why I keep pursuing what I'm doing until I become hey. successful. It's like, I, yeah, okay. I, I, I don't want to let those people down, you know? Yeah. Uh, okay. What? It's true. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's true. That is how I feel. Anyway, by the way, I'm not, you know, getting emotional or anything. I just, I still have remnants of a cold here. That's why I've been coughing throughout this podcast. Um, but um, so that was graduation, and we went to this grad night, which was at Disneyland that night. And boy, and boy was that the was... most people I've ever experienced in one place, I think, ever in my life. No, that that's well, actually not true no, at all. the most placed people. That was in Amsterdam on New Year's. That was the most people in one. No, what does that place. mean? Most people in one place. That and... was like where you couldn't move. Remember Amsterdam? We could not move. No, no. I mean, I've been in a subway where I was like sardines. That's the most people in one place. Like, what do you mean? Relative well, I don't to know. What? I don't know. Make sense. Were, anyway, it was the most people I've ever seen experienced at Disneyland ever. And sure. And here's what happened though. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys experienced, you probably, you know, grad nights. Um, we shouldn't have gone to grad night, by the way. I, I actually do regret going to grad night. We should have just, I remember our older brother was like, you don't want to just go home and relax. You just graduated and I'm thinking to myself, I should have done. That's what I should have done. Yeah, I really should have done. You know, that. perhaps you're right. We should have done that. Uh, I will say this though. Spent on something oh, else. I will say but this though. Wait, let, before we get into this, I will say this. Prior to the graduation, I remember there were a couple guys that I never liked throughout high school. One kid who I never liked since kindergarten. He was sort of my enemy, and um, even got into a couple fights with him in middle school. Um, I remember I did shake his hand before graduation. I just kind of wanted to end on a clean slate with a clean slate. And I said, you know, I don't know why we ever had our differences, you know, let's, let's be friends. And I shook his hand and that was that. And, um, I think that, that night was the last time I ever saw him. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, grad night, uh, Okay, sorry. Nikki keeps doing this thing with his legs. And well, I need to stretch my legs. I've been sitting in the spot for um, a long time now. So, uh, grad night. Uh, it was so uh, congested there, 
And we were in a kind of a group with some friends and we all tried to stay together. And I remember we were trying to get through this crowd. So we all kind of held each other's hands as we made our way through the crowd. And I think I was kind of leading us. And then somehow my hand got let go from one of my friends and I got lost from everybody else. And you know what? It was the best thing that could have happened because everyone wanted to do something, you know, they wanted to all be together and try to do everything together in a congested place like that. You want to be by yourself, especially because you're going to have some disagreements in the group about what you're going to do. And I was like, great, I'm free to do my own thing. I hate to say it, but I cut a lot of lines and I was able to get my money's worth that night. And I went on a lot of rides because I was by myself. Eventually, somehow we ran into Max amongst all these people. I couldn't believe it. And we heard about Max, what Max is doing. Eventually, I joined Max and started cutting lines with him. And I was able to get some money's worth by going on some rides. And then two of our friends were like hearing about what Max and I were doing. They're like, oh, let's do this too, you know? And so the, the four of us cut a couple more lines and went on a couple rides. And, um, I mean, there was a way there was, I, I hate, I don't, I'm not advocating cutting, but I just felt like at that point I wasn't getting my money's worth. And I just, I I needed to, you know, I I needed to make it worthwhile. I mean, look, I was in high school. If, if I did it differently, I probably would. Um, cause I don't advocate cutting. I think that's not cool actually. Even um, though I did it quite a bit at museums when I was in, in studying in, in college, when I was studying abroad in France and, right. and traveling around Europe, because I just was on a, a, a strict s- schedule and I needed to be certain places. And I was like, I can't wait in these lines. I, right. I can't believe how easy it was for me to cut right. these lines. To be you know, honest. I mean, look, is cutting bad? Yes, it is. It's not cool. But if you can make it work, then should you be rewarded for that? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I don't know. What do you think about that? You don't, wanna, you don't wanna cut lines if you're with other people, but if you're by yourself. If you're by yourself though, and like <laughs> you can make it seem like that you're not cutting, and then, you know, but at the same time, I feel like, yeah, if you had a group of people doing it though, when when, it was like four of us doing it. I did feel more, a little worse about that because, right, in retrospect, I feel a little worse about that because if it was just one of me doing it, it's not really affecting the rest of the people who are also there trying to get their money's worth. This is but, not, you know what, let's, come on. All right, this cut is not, it out. No, we're not going to cut it no, out. No, but, but just cut myself out of the rest of this conversation. Right, you know what? It needs not I, I be I think had. we've really to not talked be extensively about high school. Um any last words? Let's see. Um, main last words is, you know, high school, there's a lot of pressure for a lot of people on how to be and just a lot of pressure with schoolwork and, uh, and trying to get into a good college and you're self-conscious because you're changing. You're going to be, you're going to make mistakes Nope. You're gonna. You're gonna. I, I think you're gonna. Last word. Any last words I have to say? Oh, okay. I'm just gonna say you're gonna make mistakes, and uh, just know. Try to just be true to yourself. Do what you feel is cool, and that makes you cool. And 
be confident in yourself and that makes you cool and be genuine if anything just be genuine to you know but hey and, and if you're not genuine it's part of growing up you're you're making mistakes you're learning about who you are as a person that's also true nikki that's also and true and so just do what you got to do in high school try to be yourself but you know, it's okay if you make mistakes you're going to learn about yourself you're going to grow and that's okay and, and but and to piggyback say, to piggyback off of that our friend mike once told us he said this was fairly recently. He went to high school with us, and he said, he said, you know, you and Max were the coolest guys in high school, and most of us didn't even know it at the time. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Well, if you think about it, you know. I, I don't know. I, I think a We lot took of- those guys to the comedy clubs. I mean, that's pretty cool, you know? Yeah, but... We exposed them to the... I mean, not to be self-deprecating, but... I also, you sound a little braggadocious right now. I don't think, I, I think there were probably other people that were, you know, unsung heroes. I mean, I'm calling us Look, I, heroes. I don't mean that. I mean, they were kind of unsung cool people. Um, and as you said, we were learning to no, become, no, no. learning uh, Time about out. This is This is what I'm trying to say. Uh, yes, we were learning about, ourselves and, and, and making mistakes. And but t- what, and I'm trying to say, and what I'm like trying to say and, is and what I'm trying taste, to say what, taste I'm, we're developing. what I'm trying to say is we were we always try to be true to ourselves, I think, as best as we could. That's true. And and that's that's what I'm trying to say. It that's what makes you cool is being true to yourself. Don't try to be what other people want think is cool or trying to be. Just be true to yourself and you'll be all right. You're gonna make mistakes, no doubt about it, but that's okay. Sure. Anyway, sure, um, but uh, that's not the also just for the. Oh God, you don't want to end on a good note. Just for the Jeez. administrations of these high schools, I gotta say, let's start high school later, and let's not impose so much gosh darn work on these kids. They need their sleep more than anybody they else. They need does. their sleep, and they need their lives. They need their lives. That's true. Thank you for tuning in. To an, oh, hold on one second. Before we end the episode, just want to let you know if you've enjoyed this episode. Um, I know this episode was a bit long-winded, but it's a two-parter. Um, if you enjoyed this episode and you want to continue to hear more from Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki, and want extra bonus episodes and other benefits, please subscribe to our Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash/SplittingHairs. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. Tune in next time.